0: Hello, and welcome to the Austin Art Talk Podcast. My name is Scott David Gordon, your host. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, and I do hope you're enjoying the interviews I've been sharing. The focus of this podcast is on the creative people of Austin, Texas. My intention is to have conversations that are meaningful, inspiring, and in-depth with the goal of making a connection first with the person I'm interviewing, hopefully adding value to their life and career, and then sharing that content with the local community and potentially anyone in the world. Please share any feedback you have and leave me a rating and review on iTunes. That could help others find the podcast and inspire them to take a chance and give it a try. And if you're listening to this through an app on your phone, be sure to visit austinarttalk.com on your computer to get the full effect of each episode's webpage and to follow the links provided that are relevant to the guests and what we talk about. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Austin Art Talk. This week's episode is with Akarash, a unique interdisciplinary artist who uses painting, sculpture, clothing and textiles, paper, elaborate installations, voice and music and performance to create artworks that attempt to address important and thought-provoking issues. And he often includes humor as a way to help educate his audience and communicate the truths he wants to share. How do you create an artwork or a performance that will stop someone in their tracks and make them forget where they are for a memorable moment? Akarash is someone who enjoys challenging himself and hopefully the rest of us to be better and make a difference and his example inspires me to explore my limits ask questions and not play it so safe with my own art if you are not familiar with his work be sure to visit artwithakarash.com to see all of his amazing installations and performances he has created throughout his career here is Akarash thanks for being on my podcast
1: Thank you for for inviting me and giving me the opportunity to talk to people in Austin and the world. (laughs) Yeah, all over the world, really.
0: Yeah. Um, So you go by Akarash, but that's not your name necessarily, is it, right? (laughs) Uh, my I remember first... <laughs> we had a conversation about that, and you're like, everyone calls me Akarash, but that's not my name.
1: Yeah, uh, I would not say it's not my name. You know, in the world we are. Even though when you grew, when you when you are born, people give you names. Especially in Africa, we always have a lot of names. Yeah, we we uncle will give you, sister will give you, auntie will give you, and also comes with kind of moment, kind of time, kind of um, moon and everything, months. Yeah, so this also. Comes with your name, especially also part of religions or the families' kind of knowledge of names, which they always go by. It depends if you come from family of royal, family of uh, uh, what do call it, or hunter drummers. Oh wow, these also have names which goes in that way. I come from um, a family of uh, hunter, which comes into becoming the royal as. It oh. goes on. My first name is called Olani, and Olah is just more, the idea of, uh, the meaning of Olá is wealth, which is more from the royal house, which goes in that way. Okay. So my first name is Olani, that wealth is important. Yes. So my middle name, which comes from the religion which my dad do, which is a Muslim, which is Abdurashid, ah. and which also means guide to the right path oh
2: okay. in in
1: Arabic. yeah so and my family name is Akindia, which means that it's mostly like akin is it means the one that has boldness is the one that can can stand within protect and other things like that oh, so wow and Aki, Aki rash come really to tell you when, when I becomes an artist when I start doing art uh I used to sign i think my first uh signature that I used to sign on my painting when I was in art school was um uh, Rash. Uh-huh. And I went to uh, an exhibition one day. I saw another artist who she's signing Rash. So, yeah. <laughs> so I see that, no, I can't sign Rash. If I sign Rash, they may think it is his work. Yeah, right. Then with that, I started, you know, and some of my friends also in secondary school, in college call me uh, Shidoma. So, and Shidoma comes from, because being a health prefect in the school, they feel like everything has to be like neat. My shirt, my everything. It's like, don't yeah. touch, don't touch. So, so they gave me that kind of name on that. Ah, mm, 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 don't don't touch him, is, you know. <laughs> yeah, so right. I I start signing that. Then I kind of realized that there's also another person which is signing something closer to that. Okay. So I started abbreviating different kind of name which could give me the chances of uh, who I am, what I can do. Mm-hmm. I started writing those. Then one day I signed Akirash. Mm. So which Akiraj from uh, the AKI come from my last name, which is Akedia. Yeah. Then I take AKI from there. Rash, which is my middle name, which is Rashid, ah.
2: come from Rashid.
1: So R A S H come from there. Yeah. And also the funnest thing about it is when I started signing, people was like, Yeah, that is it. You know, friends, you know, other artists, colleagues yeah. in the school, I, yeah. You found it. Then I found it. <laughs> yeah. So and then you know from traveling. It's so funny that anytime I, I, people who come from like Asian countries, when they see my name without knowing me or see my face before, all their mind is that I'm from Asia, Japan, and co. Oh. So, which linked to like Shidoma, Hiroshima, and co, and then Karashi, Arashi. Oh. So, then uh, I have a residence, I think it was in 2004 in Japan. Mm. The guy who picked me up from the airport took me straight. And then he told me, he said, I said, already, you are already late. And he asked me that, please, I want to take my, my grandpa with me so that I want to drop him with my dad. Yeah. After I drop you. I said, okay, no problem. You are giving me a chance to get to know yeah. <laughs> Japan already. Right. So then we pick him up. And then when he saw me, he said, then he, the old man asked him that he should ask me of my name. Then yeah. I told him, I said, Akiraj. He said, Akiraj? So, you do like this, you know, like it touched my skin. It was like he says your skin is black or something like that. How can you be Akira? Then I told, then I explained to uh, to my grandson that this is how my name came from. Yeah, right. He said your name means unique one. Oh, so if we start like Akira, Kirashi, and Rashima, say so, he start cutting it. So the old man was explaining to him, and then now bringing that together, he said it means unique one. Oh, nice. And I said, well, I never (laughs) planned that. Yeah, right. But, well, I will accept it. That way, I will take it. (laughs) (laughs) So that is how Akirash comes to to become well-known because it's what I sign on. And many people in the art world, this is who they saw me. This is what they see. This is what they saw on my work. Yeah. And it's when you get closer, know to me very well that you come to really see what my first name is, what my middle name is, or my last name really is. So Akirash is, is like my wife used to say that it's time for you to like take your first name or second name out and really Akirash. And (laughs) and I say, well, because everybody is what they call me. Even my parents now don't call me my real name anymore. They call me Akirash. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) <laughs>
0: right. So how would you, for someone that's maybe never heard of you or knows you, how would you describe your work then? Kind of an introduction to who you are. Uh, I am
1: interdisciplinary. How interdisciplinar- unique you are. <laughs> yeah. I am interdisciplinary. I think uh, I try to not to set boundary for what I create. Yeah. I try to explore. The idea was that if I'm looking f- to to make a point or to to talk about something, to express myself and look for the way to be able to reach larger audience. Mm-hmm. And when in doing this, it means that we may we are human beings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We we have it's just like when we are eating food, we have different taste. We have what makes us to really understand things differently. Mm-hmm. It may be we we may be somebody which painting is your passion. You love it. Immediately you see it, you don't need much explanation it may be sculptures it may be performance it may be video photographs so when i'm doing uh, when i decide to talk about something i look at the uh, the way i could really express them because sometimes you may painting for me may not be uh, complete to tell that story yeah installations yeah. may be take it to another level maybe when you inter- interpret or introduce pictures into it 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 make it deeper It may even be when you come to tell the stories with using your body or costumes that you create, making a performance. People may laugh, and then with that moment, you are injecting the truth on their body. Mm. So with this, this is how I feel that I don't have to have a boundary. To be an artist, I don't have to to be nailed to one particular uh, materials to use. Yeah. What I feel that these materials will tell me, will make me to to express myself exactly what I want to talk to the people, I want people to see, or be able to create discussion. That is it. So I'm mostly about moment, about time, about place, about present, about environment, and the people who we are. So mm-hmm. this is. Who I really, really call myself as Akiraj.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when I think of you, I think of no limits, <laughs> no inhibitions. I mean, I just your work is so powerful. Sometimes, Thank I mean, you. it's uh, it's really moving. So maybe tell me about your beginnings. Like, how did how did you get to where you are?
1: That's well, kinda- to, to, to say the truth, I I was not trained as an artist. Yeah. I right. I study biochemistry because one thing about we especially we from Africa, every family, every parent, their dreams is that you being my son or being my daughter
2: mm-hmm. need
1: to go above me. Yes. So to go above me means that I will do everything that I have in my power, no matter the society we are living, no matter if there's no opportunity, mm-hmm. that you must go to school. You must focus. You must learn everything. This is not a duty for women. This is not a special duty for a man, especially in my own house. My dad would tell you that no. This week you are staying with your mom in the kitchen. You have to learn how to cook, how to do this, how to do that. So, everything that goes round pertaining to men duty or women duty, which people will classify, is not like that in my house. Mm. You have to learn it. It's week by week. It has to change into how it is. And my dad is an engineer. If in those days, you know, when people, when you you are driving your car, your car have an accident, that in Nigeria you don't you there's nothing like a ready-made body part of a car. Okay, yeah. You have to get a plain sheet of plate. Wow. And then he has to mold it and form it, you know. Yeah. Like welding and cutting and make sure that it's exactly fixed back into what the accident that car is. Mm. This is who he is. This is what he do. And my mom is a trader. She she learned how to sew, but she never take it further. But she's so much interested in in, in, uh, in marketing, in business, in because this is what her mom do. Her mom is uh, is an entrepreneur. She sells cloth. She, she has a, a larger, huge of farms of kola nut. And kola nut is one of the things that they use in doing in producing uh, Coca-Cola, which is one of the things that she also exports and sells oh, in within Africa, in within part of West Africa. Yeah. So, you know, with that moment, my dad want me to be, because we, he grown up with an uncle, his brother is like an uncle in the in, in family side, which is, is a doctor. Mm-hmm. It's radiography. With that, inspire him that he wants me to be, possibly be a doctor or something that closer yeah. to pharmacies and cool. And also the funniest thing about me was that before even he decided that, I think Destiny also decided that for me in one way. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, I always create smell in the house. Yeah. And Chris Mel, what I says was that I used to I would, I would look for lizard, I would bring rats to the house. I'll go to under my mom's bed at like when I was I think this is like four years, five years, six. I would take knife, I would cut the tummy, hoping it, everybody <laughs> will be looking for me. You know? So I will be there and I will be doing this. So when I call me when I start shouting, i leave it there. I run out. That's what are you doing? Where have you been? I'll keep quiet. Yeah. So I may not have the chance to go back to that thing. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. not careful, they lock that door. <laughs> so that thing will be there and it will be rotted. Yeah. So when this room starts smelling, my mom would think, Oh, maybe there's rat that died somewhere and all that thing, they will start cleaning the house. Find out when they saw it, they said that rats will not die like this. That some it looked like it was butcher, <laughs> like the tummy was open and Yeah. Then, one day, you know, there's no way you continue doing something. One day, they'll catch you. Yeah, sure. So, one day, <laughs> one day my, my aunt, my mom's sister caught me. Yeah. And he said, she first keep it between me and her because we are so close. So, she didn't see anything. But she can't continue because it's continue. Mm-hmm. And if, to the extent that I don't only do it in my parents' room anymore, I do it in my uncle's room too. <laughs> because anywhere I feel like I could really hide myself is where I yeah. would <laughs> continue going. Right. So then from there, when everything exposed, my daddy was like, he talked he talk to my uncle, which he lived with before he moved. So he said, this is what is going on with Rashid. And I was like, so my uncle says, leave him. I think it's a kind of a testing. There's destiny for him, maybe. Said, so, you know, sometimes you know, he he, he like to when he comes here, he would like to like ask me a lot of questions about what we do in the hospital, how we use yeah. injection, like he said, what is that needle that you put in people's bottom yeah. and other things like that. so So he said maybe he's going to study medicine, he's going to become this. Oh. So with that I create a problem in that way that my dad was like Sh that is it. Yeah. You know. You're going to be a doctor. So you have to, like, focus. And, you know, and that moment, I love drawing. I love creating things. Yeah, I was going to ask you about other creative stuff that yes, you Yes, I love drawing. I love carving. I love doing... So all this, I don't buy things for anybody. I make a lot of money, like, giving people gifts, like, doing cards, like, doing all this. Mm-hmm. So, and then... So it becomes a conviction for for the school. When I You are very good in the science class. You're on top of the class. And then, in the art class... I don't see anybody who could beat you, even wow. though you don't draw there, you don't go there to paint. And I said, so. so I always when they when they see my dear dad, they always tell them that this is what is going on. This is what we see about him. And then my dad who says, did you want to? Do you want to expel him from science class or what? He said, no, he's the best in science class. How do we want to remove him from
2: science class?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are just telling you about who we, what we saw. What we, yeah. we I don't know if you noticed that he said, I've told him many times to stop. He's not supposed to be doing business, mm. he's supposed to like face the school, but doing carving and doing drawing and uh, doing a uh, postcard and birthday cards and greeting cards for people, and then they are paying him, yeah, tying and dying of cloth, you know. So, these are things which really bring everything up. So, graduation from school, I become a pharmacist, I went start working with Pfizer. Oh, okay. So I worked for two two years, and everything changes after that two years because a friend of colleague of mine was sick one Saturday, so one Saturday I took the car, I drive down to look for him, and I, then when I got there, then I said, "You are okay? Why do you Why do you tell me that you are sick? We all oh, we are worried at office." He said, "No, I'm okay now. I've took some things, you know, I make some conculture. You know, we always joke it in, in the pharmacy. say, oh, make some conculture, put some tooth together. You are okay. You drink it. That's all.'" <laughs> So, uh-huh. so then he said, he said, it's okay that he will be at work on Monday. And I said, okay, that's good. Okay. I said, then I, he asked me, uh, which, I saw you you came through this side. And I said, yeah, he said, well, there's going to be a lot of traffic there now. Let me take you through another road. So another road he took me to make me to become an artist today. Oh, okay. So we drive that way. And then immediately as we are driving, then I saw the, I saw sculptures, I saw murals in those that's fences as we are going, and I asked him, what is happening here? Why so much sculptures? Why so much yeah. murals and ties? He said, Oh, it's uh, an art school. Oh, and I said, What do you mean an art school? He said, Akira, I know you. You are uh, no, he didn't call me Akira. He said, Nii, you are something else because that time I've not nobody called me Akira. Yeah. I've yeah, not yeah, because yeah. So then I went. I, I said, Okay, can I have a place? Let me look for a place to park. So I went to park. And this is like around 10 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we went into the campus. Then I was moving from one department to the other. When he spent two, two hours, he told me, Akiraj, I think I should go home. I'm tired. I have to go and make some, take some nap. <laughs> yeah. and I said, okay, I'll see you on Monday. I was in that place till 10 p.m. Mm. Mm. I was moving from one department, looking at people that they are drawing, you know, it was my first time. I'm going to see like seeing people sitting down and having a model that they are drawing. Student doing that. Yeah. My head was like, "What is going on here?" Really? Yeah. You know, like you have model, then everybody have their clay, they are sculpting. I sculpted my head for my own head. Yeah. I sculpted everything. Not like yeah. From life. I was like, whoa, you know, creating textile, you know, design on the paper. Like I was like, no something is is going on here then i went straight i asked them where's the office will, will, do you have somebody i can like talk to if you want to you have family or friends who want to like enroll in this school <laughs> not you tell <Not> me <laughs> and i went there talking to them they said i should come on monday mm-hmm. so that monday i didn't go to work so at, this point,
0: at this point you were on your way. This was your career. You had
1: graduated <laughs> from school and you were gonna be No, I've a already pharmacist. graduated. I
0: mean yeah. I've
1: graduated, yeah, I've started working, I've and got that's employment. It. That's
0: what you're doing. I've
1: got employment as a pharmacist. <laughs> yeah. And I've worked for two years. And then now I discover a friend of mine is sick. Then I went yeah. to look for him. Now look for him, discover the school of art. Yeah. So now I went there, I asked for everything. They told me what it is it. I've not even discussed with anybody. Mm-hmm. Because now at that moment I'm not living with my parents anymore. I've have my own house. My company gave me a house, give me oh, a car. Wow. So I've already have everything I want. So I'm like you are like a figure for many kids. So you were set. I yes. mean, you were. Yeah. So many parents they talked about you to their child. You should focus. There's nothing here. There's nothing. But look at him. He's so serious, so duty. Look at him now. He has graduated. So yeah. Then I came back because with this this is how we are as African, we, we talk as family. If something is going to change, it's going to we have to discuss it. Is this is going to happen? You have to discuss it. Because everybody wants to know where you are, what is going on to be mm. there for you. This is how we grow. Nice. So now after I've decided in my head <laughs> yeah. that I'm going to resign from my <laughs> <laughs> oh, work. Okay. I'm going to start a new school <laughs> and begin again. <laughs>
0: And was your family supportive? So,
1: ah, ah, ah. It's, it's it, what we had what you just brought up. It's a big one. Yeah. So, I came home. First thing I did was to, to talk to my dad. And I said, uh, Dad, I have to resign from my work. I said, What happened? Why? Do you got another better offer again? Another one which is good at this? And I said, uh, Not about getting another offer, but I, I discovered something which it is me. My dad was like, what do you mean by it is you? And I said, dad, every time, all the time that you've given birth to me, go this way, that's it. I go there. Sit here. I sit there. I said, I'm adult now. I've discovered something which I want. Mm -hmm. Not what you want. Mm. So, I'm going back to art school. I want to go and study art. It was like, art again? You brought out again after how many years ago that we forget about this, we don't talk about it anymore. He called my mom. He said, have you heard of this? Do you know what is going on? And she hasn't heard of anything. But she knows that. He said that he knows that hmm, Akira Ashid has come with trouble. And then my mom asked me to come Then we sit down and we talk. But my mom called my uncle. One of my uncle was, we are very close. He said, they should talk to me. So he talked to me, said, what is going on? I explained to him, he said, I'll give you one week, uh, two weeks to go and think about it. You know, definitely things like this. The whole family have to sit down. We are going to call, or they are going to call a steady family. We are going to have like family reunion sitting. Uh-huh. And you are going to explain this. Wow. And that is how it is. It is how we do it. And I know that is coming. Mm-hmm. So I went, two weeks already, me already in school. I've been going every day. I've already resigned. Oh, it's, what yeah. I want, oh, wow. it's, it's what I want to do. Yeah. So no going back. This still sorry because I've already planning, I've already saved a lot of money, but that is how I feel. That mm-hmm. okay, if that should be the case because I have to leave the car for the company, I have to leave the house. So definitely I have to be leaving the campus.
0: It's not an easy choice. Yeah. I mean it's- No,
1: it's it is not an easy choice. And I, I'm telling you, and I don't even know. I don't know that it's not going to be an easy choice. <laughs> So, you know, I don't even expect that, oh, being doing art is going to be like expensive for spending or buying materials and everything to go to school or something like that. You know, I feel like, oh, studying of medicine would be the most expensive ever. So then this came that way. Second week, uh, that two weeks reaches, they asked me, everybody gathered a a, a meeting at my dad's place and went there. That is it. So I becomes a black sheep, mm. really, really. Wow! Because you know, everything was like, you are this, you are this symbols. Everybody used to like talk about in the family, like, like oh, a role this. model. Yeah, and then now you are going to do this. What do you expect? All these kids they will like. Oh, then I also can do whatever I want. I like and, and I said it's not about doing anything you want. It's about really. But one thing that one of my uncles says to me he said is, if this is what you want, because I've know you right from your kid, you have stubborn head. Your head is like rock. Mm -hmm. It means you have something in there that you are looking for, that you believe in. If you really believe in, make it worthwhile. Make it becoming what the whole world or every this family will be proud of. Mm. And I said, well, I will do my best. I said, I'm not doing it for anybody. I'm doing it for myself for now. Mm. And we'll see what will happen. So that is how... I become an artist. That is yeah. how I go to school. That. How did that feel to make that choice to go
0: against everyone? And it but is. you knew
1: that it was the right <laughs> thing to do. It is very tough. Mm. It is very tough because I think if I know if I know what I know now, mm, I would have not dumped everything at once. Mm. I would have been doing it maybe part time or something like that in that time of going to school. Yeah. Because as I said, at the middle of it all what i save gone you know all what i save gone and then i then i have to get a job and the kind of a job which i have to get was like i have to work only midnight my work sometimes starts at 7 pm in the evening and then i have to end up like 6 am in the evening and uh, 6 am in the morning wow. then i have to quickly take a bus or whatever it is. because sometimes my lecture my lecture start at 7 Seven seven thirty, so I have to get back to the campus, dress up, and run into the class mm. because some of le- the lecture I have at that, that time, if you miss or late to their class, you may be sorry for like a, a month or two two months not getting access to what you want what in the classroom mm-hmm. and you don't want to miss <laughs> any of this. so this is how I paid for the rest of the school, and because wow. my dad was like really, at that time, really hungry that he can't believe that I love, I, I drop everything, I throw everything out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that time also, because it comes to a time that I'm also angry with them. Mm. That if after holiday, I don't come home, I don't come closer to anybody, I just find a place to go, pass with some of friends and go, that's it, colleagues. Yeah. Because, so at that time, you know, I feel... They supposed to support me, yeah. But they did not. But you know, as time goes on, when I grow becoming an artist, I come to realize this: that they love me so much, and they don't want me because they feel like art they see, artists they see, performances and co which they see in the environment that we live. They don't have means to take care of themselves, take care of their family. So the idea was that they don't want me to become this. Mm -hmm. But to tell you the fact, I think it's because they are ignorant of what art is, which they haven't seen in the world. Yeah. Because when I was in school, anytime I sculpt, I do some things. Some of the lecturers will say, Why do you work like this artist? You know, I don't know what they are talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't know this artist. I've never seen their work. Or they will link you with artists which is in Japan. Link you or work with artists which is living in the UK. Because there is nothing like internet that I want to say this, unless I'm going to go out looking for some books. <laughs> yeah. So and they will tell me that no, it's not a bad comment, you know. Because it comes a time I started angry about what I'm working on. Why is all the time? It's only me you talk about. Like I feel like I'm doing stupid things. I'm not really. That maybe this is I'm just making a mistake of becoming said I want to do art, yeah, but one day there was an exhibition of my first year in the school, which mm. they showed the works, and they want to show your works that you did, they would just ask to display it, and they invite people eat in. it was crazy Buddha and good at the same time, so sweet, awesome, yeah, I have five sculptures, and I sold all the five sculptures, mm. I have paintings, I have graphics, I have uh, textile designed. I got offers from mm. graphic designers. I got offers from textile mill, Nigeria textile mill at the time, mm. which designed clothes. Yeah. That I should come and do, like, working part-time with them. Then after this, you know, some of the lecturers says, now you understand what we are talking about. We are not condemning you. Ah, we are telling you. It's a compliment. We are yeah. telling you that you are really even though you don't know those artists, but you have kind of relationship with them, with what you create. Yeah. So that is how it is. This is how it moved from there. So mostly after graduation, my first job was to becomes uh, to do graphics. One of the offer that I got. So I worked there for only three months. I got another offer to work at the Test Time Mill, Nigerian Tester Mill, to be in the laboratory and design. You know clothes that people are going to wear. Wow. That was amazing to me. I said,
2: Whoa,
1: I love that. I will leave this job. I'm going for that. Yeah. You know, then the, the first design I did was so good for them that they love it. Mm-hmm. Then somebody, one of the guys who was there for a long time, those who are near they said, You made mistake. And I said, What mistake? Why what do you say? They said, We are going to teach you another part of business of this. You see how they are creating, they are going to make huge money. You are only ending up with your salary. Yeah. I said you are supposed to be collecting percentage on that design as how many years that design yeah. is selling. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? Then my second design till this moment that we are talking about, mm-hmm. if it still continues selling, I'm still collecting royal percentage on it. Right. So I I have like almost six designs that sold that was approved the time I was working with them. Mm-hmm. Before I decide to carry my luggage again. <laughs> yeah. So, and that is it. I worked there for like a, a year, I think a year and two months. Nigeria Test time. Then I resigned. Because why? I think I'm the kind of person that my mom used to say one thing that I have nails in my butt. Okay. That I can't sit somewhere. And I oh, think yeah. it's true. No <laughs> how yes, yeah, no, yeah, know how he, she explained it. She's right because i never satisfied Mm -hmm. in what I create. When I do a show, I enjoy those moments when I'm creating them. You see, when it is time to put them in the gallery or in the space or in the museum or in the public space, it is the time for me to start thinking how I want to move it to this level. Mm. So it's the same thing why I... Traveled, I mingle with people. I like competitive to do residencies, to do apply for grant, which is tough. If you turn me down, I'll come again. If you turn me down, I'll come again. Yeah, so and this is how I'll be able to be able to win awards or residencies or grant or fellowships because the idea is that you give up on something the way you want it as an artist. So, the same thing thousands of artists won yeah. that day. You apply for it, thousands of artists will apply for it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so if you are rejected or you are, you don't have to give up on that. Mm. So this is how it is. I'm always hungry for knowledge. So I left Nigeria. I traveled to the neighboring country, which is Benin. Then I moved from Benin, moved to Togo. And in Togo, one day I was just walking around. Then I saw a group of artists at a place called Itar Rouge, Ita which is just like a roundabout, they are doing art. Mm. What is going on here? Yeah. You know, I just walk in, I was there, I was looking at everybody doing it. And the funnest thing, you know, the way we do art, the way we paint, the way we do, was so different from the Francophone countries who are colonized by French. Ah. The Anglophone, the way we paint in Nigeria, the way they, they do art in Ghana, is not the same the way Togo people, Benin people, Côte d'Ivoire, uh, Cameroonians, it's so different. You mm. know, the way they materialize, the material lies, the way they paint, the material, everything that they, they do, is so different from us. Yeah. So, and that becomes like, wow, this is different from how we work. More possibilities. Yeah. Yes. So I started finding a way. I went there first day, the second day I was there, I started making friends, and they asked me so are you an artist i said no i'm not an artist but i love art and they said because we will see you like you are coming every day you have been here like three days and i said what are you people doing really the one of them was from Ghana. he said oh this is uh it's a kind of residency and i said oh what is residency yeah <laughs> <laughs> then he explained to me they he invited me to their kind of a conference. So I went to the conference, I listened to everybody talking from different countries. I was like, whoa, Akira, you are joking. I decided, okay. So I, I collect, a gauge with that guy mm-hmm. from Ghana, from the Côte d'Ivoire. Then I travel straight first. When I first, from Togo, I went to Liberia. So when I went to Liberia, the war break up. Mm. I have to run out. Oh, geez. So that, I don't even want to go in there. How I explain is, how I come out of that is... I'm still here. It's one of the reasons why I says I formed this NGO because there's so many things I need to thank for. Mm. If I'm see here today, there is a reason. Because so, you almost didn't make it. Yes. Mm. So, and you know, when sometimes when I, when I talk to people who read it, they'll tell me, you have so many lives. Like, how you uh. save, how you get out of some things is unbelievable. And for me too, it's the same because sometimes I can't, Understand it how it happens and how it's. I would just like I'd, one thing again, also. I think you also go back to my work when I create. I like something which is challenging, mm-hmm. something which is dangerous, tough. I never mm-hmm. go easy mm-hmm. on creating things. I like things like pieces and you know, taking your time before you take one to one, two to two, three to three before it becomes like what is really. So it's how I love enjoyment of that, that label of our intensity, of that tough, of that, how that it becomes so strong before it becomes what it becomes.
0: Yeah. I'm just wondering, I just want to back up real quick to yeah. when you said you went to Togo. They asked you if you were an artist and you said no. Even after going to school and all those years, like you still didn't think of yourself
1: as an artist? Yes, because, you know, I think it is not me who should call myself an artist Ah. I think it is people who says you are an artist this is my philosophy yeah so because so at that moment you know as I told you I feel I'm learning because in that moment I saw things there are some things I saw that I've not known anything I have have no idea for me to say I'm an artist in that moment I was like no way Mm. you know Mm. even though I may be better than many of them, but I feel they have some things which I've never done. I don't know about this court residency. Nobody has ever invited me to say, okay, come to some things like that. Yeah. Though I've got employment, I've worked in... But you know, you may be a king in your home. When you leave your home, you leave everything behind you. You move to another place. You are starting as a fresh. Mm -hmm. If you come there and say, "Oh, I am the king in my home. Yeah, truth. They are not going to give you any chances. They are not going to give you any opportunity because they believe you already arrived. Mm. You have get there, but the truth is that you have to even get there. Even if you have get there, to be able to establish a new foundation in the new place, you have to take all your crown, your feather, everything, pull down and be and humble. Then, and be humble. Yeah, it's only way. And this is how it has been with me. Even till when I moved to Austin, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's the same way because the idea was to, to, you want to come into a new environment, in new places. You have to be like that and see, put your eyes down to see what is going on Yeah. before people start believing in you to really give you a chance. And who can I learn from? Yes. What can I learn? Learn from, from people, yes. What is different and here? Especially because everywhere is different. The way they do things in every place is different. So you move to a new place, you have to put your eyes out to see that, oh, okay, this is how they do it here. These are the people in charge of this. These are this, that's it. That
0: it.-hmm <laughs> So I'm wondering how your relationship is with your family now. Like, do they embrace what you're doing now? Do they accept? <laughs> do they accept it?
1: I'll tell you, uh, I started focusing, become a real say, full-time artist, in 2000 i think it's 2001 and in 2002 i won uh, an award from uk so when they are looking for me i was in france at the time then finally they contact embassy in lagos uk embassy in lagos and then they get in touch with my house in lagos so they met my brother they told my brother about it so my brother the only whole family is the only one who follow he follows me we are four as my parents gave birth to. Mm-hmm. So he knows everywhere I am. If I'm moving from here to here now today, he was the first person I'm going to talk to. So he knows every movement of where I am. So when they they talk to my dad, my dad says, To tell you the fact, I don't know where he is. And I cannot tell you exactly where he is, but your his brother will know. So they talk to my my brother. So my brother they told my brother this is this is what we are looking for him. He has this award and they want him to collect it and this, and it comes with this and this. So he told me, he said, I will try and talk to him. I'll, I'll get in touch with him. And to get in touch, it's not about phone now. It's, it's about find a way to communicate with me. So he got in touch, he called, and they told me, I said, okay, this is, so I said, you know what you are going to do? You are going to collect it, but you are not going to collect. You are going to ask my dad to come with you. Mm. You are going to give it to him with everything that comes with that oh, trophy. Wow. So when they give it to him, when he saw the amount that comes with it, He was like, in art, you have this kind of amount? Mm -hmm. He said, no. Then he asked question. He was talking to them. They are telling him more because he he has no idea of my work. It's like, why are you giving this to him? What did he do? Yeah, yeah. he has no idea of my work. I am a child that I don't talk much. But doing a performance in the public space and do some crazy things and, you know... (laughs) The first time my mom watched my video. No, <laughs> no, no, no. She said, this is not my son. Oh. He said, my son, he doesn't talk much. He's just going to look at you. he say one or two words, and that is it. It's so quiet. The same thing my dad. You know, the same thing I said my family. They were like, <laughs> then my brother says, you don't know him now. You know him oh. before, and I'm going to show you pictures. You know, that time is just... The photographs which I used to print and send to him. Yeah. So he now showed them pictures of my work. And and the embassy when they are giving them the award, they show something like a slide and they yeah. shoot, they shoot, they are like showing my mom was like, This boy is not the same anymore. Mm. You see? So now it's now opening their eyes to see that artist beyond what they know artists is. Yeah. And also, this is also one of the things because I want to enlighten more that parents in my regions, in my city, in my community to stop kids from drawing, from doing what they want to do. What they need is the support. But most of the time at that time is because they are ignorant to read. They love me so much, they don't want me to waste my life. Yeah, right. But also one thing is that, do I really believe in it? It's also one of the questions. If I don't believe in it, I think I would have not been where I am today. Because as that's one of the things that one of my uncle says to me that, I know you are stubborn. Your head is like a rock. If you want to do something, you are going to go. Continue going until that thing is in your hand. If you believe in this, then make the whole world, make all this family to know. Yeah. And to hear of it. He's dead now. He died last year. Last year. Mm. I communicate with him, then I communicate with my dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because most of the time, anytime I he wants to know where I am what is going on how my work is he has more information about my work that it was there that my dad used to see you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been amazing it's not by power I think I was blessed and blessed you know when sometimes when people say oh you are lucky it's not about lucky I, I don't think it's lucky mm. I think it is uh, your hard work You you put some effort into something and then the blessing, you now the blessing was the one that when you are reaping, you are reaping it. Mm-hmm. It's been a tough road, mm. wow. and I would say is that it's not even there yet. Yeah, I feel because every day I wake up, every project is like I just started, so it's still just like a beginning. And also, the this moment, you know, creating works. When you look at behind you, when you look at my works from the past, and look at where they are now. I'm, every day, I'm moving it. Last week, I discovered something about this work, mm. which I've been crying for, for like two years. Because
0: mm. you've been pushing, pushing, pushing. Pushing
1: it. Yeah. And my wife was like, so when that happened, when I came home from the studio, she knows when something happened. <laughs> she was like, did we jackpot? Did we turn jackpot? <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, well, I discovered something. I think I got some blessing, something, touched it, touch yeah. that thing. But it I took years. That's what I'm saying. When you look through my, my, my works, eh, this catalogs you see say it's like you are moving stage one, stage two, phase three, four, four, five, six, seven. You're like taken to some level. Mm-hmm. Because the idea is that I am the kind of person that I've never satisfied. And I'm always ready to hear the truth of people pertaining to my work. Not because we are friends. Not because we are colleagues. You just say, ah, that is beautiful. That is good. I love this show or this. It doesn't push me. Mm. It's not arrogant. But it is because I want the truth. You know, when you when you see artworks, we are artists. We have themes. Oh, I like the way it is set up. I like the colors, but I don't like the way this was looking or how the line is. Mm-hmm. We are now talking art. Mm. It's not about oh, all is beautiful. Like said, I like the set. I like the exhibition. There is terminology. There is things which we can talk about, which is going there. But because we are friends, we are mostly artists. We are colleagues. Sometimes we don't like to say it.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be seem critical.
1: That is why you don't want to offend him. You don't want to offend her. You don't want them to be angry or become your enemy or something. So. Yeah.
0: But you're not helping them grow either. Yeah.
1: This is how it is. I'll tell you, I was a little bit grow. I grow because I like society which is challenging. Mm. I like when I go to exhibitions, I got there and I was like Whew. Whew. I can't breathe, you know, like mm. I come home to my studio, I feel like I should put everything and look for petrol or gas and put on it and put fire on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you understand what I mean? Yeah. feel like I'm not doing anything. feel like, wow, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. How does this guy do this? How does he, she do this? You know, because it challenged me. Ah. But, you know, when you are in a society that you feel like you go into the shows and... Because also the same thing when you go to For me, you know, when you go to exhibitions and you look at people and they just walk around the galleries and then end up at this is the spot of where the food your champagne and everything is and they start drinking and drinking what should be a conversation or what should crack the conversation from their mouth should be one or two or three of those work becomes something that people should start talking about like ah why does he use that why is this you know they will start talking about something else entirely which doesn't even talk about art but the question to me Mostly when I'm working is this, who should I blame? Hmm. Is it the guest that come to my exhibition? Is it me, the artist, who hang the works on the wall or stand it or whatever, how I present it? So my question to myself, like people who know already says, you know, one thing you ask yourself question, like you'll be asking yourself as if you are talking to another person. And I said, I talk to myself because I ask myself those questions before somebody asked me. I put myself into the places of other people to see how maybe they are thinking. It's how I present those things. When I want to present work, I'll be thinking of, okay, how can I take your moment? If you leave your house and drive down to the venue, how can I take two minutes, three minutes of your time when you stand in front of my work? And you will forget you have a glass cup of champagne in your hand. Without thinking about it. But that works. Take your moment. Mm. That is what I want. Because in that moment, your life will never be the same when you go away from that gallery. You have something you are going to have in your heart Mm. from that work. From that show. Even if you don't know my face like this, but you will remember something. Like here in North Sea, we live. Many don't know my face. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. But they know my work. And they know the name. That's also another thing. And this happened in, mostly in every world yeah. <laughs> that I have been. You see? so And for me, if, you invite, if they invite me for a group show, my plan was to make a mark to be present, to plant my tree, to have roots, because you don't know who will be there. You don't know how this is going to happen, uh, it's going to end. But when you present something in that moment, if that work strike, if it questions, if it becomes something into that moment that it caught the attentions of everybody passing by, when they walk, you stop their foot in front of you, in front of that work. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they don't know your face. They start looking, who is this guy? It challenges them. Then yeah. they see your name. It's, it's, it's now a crazy social media. They will Google your name if you are not careful in present there. Or they will take the work pictures and put on Instagram. And then they started that. It will give them chances to say, who is this guy really? And then they start to find you. And then you start getting e- if they don't know your number email, mostly f- websites now like my, you can send me an email from there. So many people I got huge of emails from there. Yeah. And then I, was like, <laughs> you know, I saw this and sometimes the people would say, I saw this and look like this and then I went through your website. Now I get to know you. Where's your studio? Or can I can we meet you? Or this or that. So I think that is also one of the questions is how do we hold our work guests who come to the show, who leave their things, their time to be there, to make sure that they are also engaged with what they saw and become something memorable to them. It doesn't matter if it is something they cannot buy. But it's not Mm. only about the buying. It is about the interaction that they have with that work. How does it communicate with them? It may be a disagree to agree. It doesn't matter if they don't love it. At work, is about controversy. It's always going to ah. be in that way. So do you think
0: probably a lot of work <laughs> is too safe then that people do. I think so. I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you would- yeah. I would say you think that. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because you know, you I I I love challenges and I. I love to apply for things which is applied globally, which people are. Because one thing is this. It's my city. I live here. It's my home now. Mm -hmm. If I go out there, I'm ambassador to this city, to this state, Mm -hmm. to this country. So, it is my duty to, to express myself, to stand for my city, for my town for my state wherever i go and at the same time it is also about me about my career it is not about anybody as you know it says that people will remember you will, will call your name after you have worked hard you have put yourself there oh it's like proverb in, in nigeria that people will say oh, they will now start saying oh it's my son yes yes it's my family Oh, he's my sister's sister's son. Oh, he's a Nigerian. Oh, he's from Ghana. Oh, he's... he's That can only come when you have done something massive, great, putting their name there. They now want to associate with you. Ah, yeah. Because nobody want to associate with failure. (laughs) They want to only celebrate the success. Mm -hmm. But one thing I always say once all the time when people ask me, Oh, maybe some people look at my CV, they will see, oh, you have this award, you have this grant, you get this fellowship, because that is what they see. But did they see all your rejection, mm. how many rejections that you got? You know, when you go to the exhibition mostly, if it is possible that people can have, you have your camera set up in your studio to see everything that happened, no seconds removed. Eh? Yeah you are going to see how many times artists make crazy mistakes but to what they are creating, that they are going to break it, they are going to start again. They are going to break it, they are going to start again. Yeah. Before they arrive for the right one. But nobody, you know, nobody can see that one in the gallery.
0: It is... No. <laughs> yeah.
1: So this is why I says that it's all about experimenting. It's all about... For me, this is how I am. thinking think most of the time when I work the life that I live as a scientist always come back. Mm. It's always go back. It's mostly that kind of a process of how we get this and how this to it, how this atom to this, atom calcium to chloride and, you know, looking mm. for something to cure something to... This is also the way I work. Like the way behind you, it started with just ordinary different papers. I mm-hmm. will fold them I will cut them into the shape of people. And then I will now start setting them up like ties, like textile. Mm -hmm. So it becomes that stage of tapestry. They are not glue. Then I will now put paint down. I will put thread inside paint. And I will start using it. So that paint, as they dry, becomes what sew them together as if you are using machine. Mm. or sewing so machine I want to say and that becomes what glued them all together so the idea was for me take textile in different level back into the contemporary of today but not to use the thread itself or cloth itself but to find my own way of still looking at it still going to give you the idea of that rhythm, of that lineage of that road that you are see going traveling back to textile
2: mm.
0: Can you share what your breakthrough was or is it a secret? <laughs> it's,
1: well it's a secret because I'm going to I'm going to show it uh okay. very soon but but it's not a real secret. It's just like when you look at that now. Yeah. You see. Did you see that when you look at the inside that hole, how does the back look like? You can see the light through it's there. It's like white. Yeah, white. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you when you have textile, this is this is the back. Did you see this is the front. Yeah. What did you see? It's the same. It's the same. Mm-hmm. When you look at that front and the back, are they the same? No, because that is what I want. Mm-hmm. I want them to be the same because I want it to be. It's textile ah. That's link you to that, but it has to be the same. But one sacrifice that I don't want to make all this why? Eh? Was that I don't want art to be at the back of the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I want the art to be in the front then the back just like canvas when you stretch a canvas the painting but when you look at the back it's just like <laughs> white yeah so that is the breakthrough so now I don't care now if you have that work if you decide to displace the front it doesn't have a front it doesn't have side it doesn't have so it's not becoming a sculpture so you can twist it around in this form yeah and you know what I was running away from that for a long time mm. and then I decided okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. Let me see what happened, what look like. And I love it. When I put it on the wall, I love the way it is. It speaks to you in different form, in just like when you look at it. You don't feel of like, ah, I don't want when I'm like when I'm putting on the wall, I don't want them to see this white place and that. I'm not scared anymore about that.
0: That came from a conversation, this conversation that you're always having with yourself. Yes. You're like, what am I running from? For,
1: yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, because it's kind of a question. Anytime I have a show, you know, because immediately when I put it on the wall, in that space, I see them, I start, like, debating in my head that, ah, I should have done this more than this. I should have taken this to, like, this. I should have, you know. Then it becomes like, I started note that down. Mm-hmm. So before the shows end up, I've already started working on that in yeah. my studio. Because it's that is the reasons why most of the first time I put a show up. Because I want to see reaction of people mm. to it. I want to see how it feels without being in my studio.
0: But there's no self consciousness, there's no like criticalness from you about it. Like, oh I f- I screwed this up or I mean you're not hard on yourself.
1: There is many times. If you don't hard on yourself, you can't get okay. that. You need to be like seriously hard on self that I think none. You know, because it's like when you are looking for something, you often get you often get that. Day. You feel it. Something is like missing, something and then with that moment it is when that means you gave the chance to continue. It's like when I see be a pharmacist, is it coming back into what I do now? Because it's like when you are doing a research, okay, you are in the farmer, you are in the laboratory, and they ask you, this is a job, this is what we are looking for, this cure for malaria, for polio, for this. You are going to do a lot of like experimenting, this and this. You are going to do a lot of tests on uh, guinea pig and go yeah. and rat. So, those are the screw up. When you do those things, it's like, oh God, it doesn't work. You have to start again. I
0: feel like with some artists, the self-criticism <laughs> and the,
1: all that can be stifling, and then they'll just won't do anything. Maybe or yes, just I be know. Stuck. Yes, I know. I know. You know why? You know. For me, in my own side, the solution to that is that sometimes people ask me, "How did I finish like this kind of six works in in this month?" And I said, "One thing is this: because sometimes you are frustrated, but to some work because there's something missing that is not there." Instead of wasting the time, instead of overdoing that work to the extent that it becomes like, psh, I shift to a new to, to new work. I shift to a new work. So in that moment, I'm working on another thing. Pa, something will strike you. you remind me, ah, that's what I'm looking for. Mm. And then you go back into those work. So this take away for me of like depression or like, because. You can't nobody will find that for you you i think it's individual need to to find on the way how to deal with with this but this is the way i deal with that and it's it has worked for me it does Because sometimes people are you're always laughing you're always like like you don't have a problem i said everybody have a problem mm-hmm. but if i had to sit down with you i start taking to you i have this i have this i will bore you yeah. but and at the same time will you help me out <laughs> No,
0: I guess I'm just wondering I'm wondering about your performances like okay. are those how planned out are those and like I just think of like the singing and the dancing like where did that where did that come from was that something that you I mean that's not something you probably learned in art school right?
1: <laughs> no no so where does that
0: and the painting the body painting and uh, it's just so <laughs> evocative a lot of okay, it
1: Okay, uh, I will say this I think my first Really, public performance was in uh, was in Accra, Ghana, and that was uh, I think it's going to be in 2000, 2004. And I dress, uh, I dress like a woman. I have head ties and skirts. And for real, for me, I think everything. If you live, you grown up where we grown up. It doesn't matter if it is in in Nigeria or in Ghana or in Cote d'Ivoire. Everything that you see is about performance. Mm. you enter into the bus it's about performance when you see the conductor when he's calling the passenger to come into the car into the bus to enter the way they'll be calling oh oh shouldy oh shouldy oh shodi, oh shodi, oh oh you know it's the idea is like more of like marketing and he was talking oh shodi, oh, should another person person is calling at everybody coming 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 it's free it's going to be fast no wasting of time come on come on come on come on you know and you are saying yours another person is saying no this 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 you already entertain yourself before you get to your work in the morning <laughs> yeah. and then look at it again when you see a market when you, you open your shop in the morning And you see people, they will start bringing things out the way they will be setting it up, arranging it, and other things like that. It is performance. Mm. And it is installation. They will do this in the morning. When they close in the evening, they will start taking them part one by one and then arrange them back into the store. So, this is all performance. They may not take it as if they are an artist. But we may take it as we are an artist. Because we take it as a real job in one way or the other. But they also make statements every day. Mm -hmm. And this is where how I learn performances, how I took part of what they do. And then when I want to make a statement about something, I look around what goes into that. I borrow from these kind of places, which is very associated with our daily life every day. Mm -hmm. But we don't notice it. So when you bring it into the public space, then you bring them back memory for them to be like, ah, that thing you do. We I used to see it, you know, every day. Yeah. I was documenting yesterday with um, at the Capitol. I took one of the guys that was working with because I was trying to document them wearing the costumes in public space and take some shots and do some video mm-hmm. because I'm working on it. I'm working on a book on it. She was shivering because... Hundreds of people in the capital and, you know, yeah. on the street, everybody was like, gather on. She was like, Akiraj, I said, don't have panic attack. I said, I've told you, this is going to happen. You want to be a performance, you are calling attention. You call them, they respond to you. Then you have to respond back to them. I said, because it is give and take. You put on this. I said, this is what I want to see. I want to see how they react to what you are wearing. And I said, That is a testimony now, here and there, nothing else. So, when I paint myself or when I use do some costumes, I think the idea was to use I want to say these messages, I want to be a little bit funny, I want to be educative, I want to be communicative, you know. I want to interact with you with something which closer to you, which you see every day but you don't notice. Then I want to bring all those things back together that you may like, you may say, I'm funny, I'm. This guy is like a comedian. But one thing is this it's when people are laughing and joking, most of the time this is where the truth always comes out. Mm. So for me, this is why I do performance. Apart from being entertaining people of the songs of of the drums, of the dancings or or of the dressing of the movement, is also to create Discussion, disagree to agree, looking for solution, finding a common ground among ourselves. And at the same time, take away our stress. Every day we run around left and right. We (laughs) we don't even have much time for ourselves to relax. So I think it's all together. For me, this is what is it. Because the idea is that if I put this on the wall, it's stagnant. It's there. Mm Mm-hmm. But if it's a topic that I want to address with that, if I bring performance into it, I add more life into that. And also, I don't mostly enjoy when work is like flat. I want kind of movement, you know, into it to be like close into the world, into that thing. becomes like engaging to you, to anybody.
0: But how is it different doing performances here in Austin or in the United States compared to... That's Nigeria or something like that. I mean it
1: must be different.
0: I feel like people are more stiff and reserved here. Yeah,
1: it is it is not only in Austin. It is US. Okay. Yeah. You see, because uh I think the idea was that maybe they don't want to offend you, they don't want to they don't know they don't want to get uh in your way of what you are doing. Mm-hmm. But for me, people knows that mostly when I do performance, I don't want you to come only to look at me. I want you to get involved. And I'm always blessed in one way or the other to get involved, to allow audience to be part of it. Mm -hmm. I think my last performance I've done here in Austin was at Blanton. And, you know, it's funny that when I drive into into UT now, (laughs) the student and, you know, not student, they were like, hey, hey, They remember some of the words which ah. I gauge them with, which becomes... And even when I stop the performance, they are like, are you going to stop now? And I said, oh, it's in no... If, <laughs> if the museum have time they give to you. <laughs> they want more. So that is it. Ah. Because with that moment, if they forget your face, they don't forget those things that really happens.
0: Like they might just forget an exhibit of work that doesn't move them or doesn't engage them.
1: See, so that's why I say that we are human beings. We have different tastes. It's just like food. Then we have some different things that move us quickly that make us to release. Yeah, I think this is enough for me to understand that he's talking about inflation. Oh, that performance, yes, that is it. Or that video, or that installation. So, it's a human being. Well how do we try to be able to, like, try to bring them under one umbrella in one way or the other so that everybody try to take something away mm-hmm. with them?
0: What do you feel like is your ultimate goal with your art, just in general, like, for the world, for people? Like, what, what could be the best-case scenario of something that you do?
2: Hmm.
1: One thing I would say is, is that what drives me, it is people, it is life. It's how we wake up every day and see getting on and believe in ourselves. No matter how tough it is, no matter how problem we, every, we have all over the world. But we stand together as people and always challenge each other, disagree to agree. Mm-hmm. No matter how tough it is, see living on. It's like when we talk about guns. Guns is, is, a, is a huge issue. It's not about here. It's not about Europe. It's not about Asia. It's not about Africa. It's all of us that have the problem. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Maybe some countries, some continent making money, resources out of it more than some places. Maybe some places, they are the victims of it. That is the way the problem is more. But the problem is, how does that gun get to those places which they don't manufacture it? They don't manufacture them there. They don't have the money to pay for you. How did they get it? Mm-hmm. But from my research in the past, which has come with this project I've done about the gun, it's, it's been exchanged from natural resources. But if you exchange guns, you exchange all this ammunition, they have it in their store. It comes to a the time they want to test it. And at the same time, the politics comes into it. So, for me, I think this is what i feel that i'm living here in the world now i am here sometimes people call me that i'm an activist but i don't know if i'm an activist but i think my living at this extent if i was asked to be an artist being an artist is for me to contribute to changes to look for the well-being of individual to see that we try to respect one human being from another, to mm-hmm. so use every resources that we have. If you are a capital, you are a doctor, you are a this, you use it to make sure that the love, harmony, affections control our life that we are still living, so that everybody can still move around as they want to move around. Yeah. So that we live in peace. What do you think about the
0: word privilege? What does that make you think of? 'Cause I think it's related to what you just said.
1: Yeah, you see, one thing I says is that okay, I grown up in a country where there's there's they are one of the OPEC, one of the big countries in the world that provide petroleum, mm-hmm. which is money. But does everybody living in that country enjoy that? No. In 2010, I did a performance in Ghana. I was living in Ghana when it was the first year, the first time in life that Ghana, in December that year, they are going to drill their oil. I did a performance in the public space, which I was asking. I call it Golden Jubilee. The idea was for me to ask question. We are going to drill this oil. The oil has been there for years in that country. They've discovered that it has a year that is going to end. But why is many president of that countries have never touched it. Why now? Mm. In that year of that 2010. And what is the con what is does the country sign with the companies that bring all their equipment to come to this country that they're going to drill this oil? What would be the percentage that the citizens of these countries are going to gain out of it? Mm-hmm. It's really if you are in I make sure I'll show you some of the video of that or uh, picture of that it is very controversial because it becomes a question for because many people market women's and coke they are all happy that they are going to have oil in their countries they have the already that thinking that yes oh we are going to have a good school a good water and this and that then i told them let's talk about angola the south africa nigeria cameroon and coal and coal like that, that have this oil, that they drill their oil, does this oil bring them, is it curse or good? Mm. What does it bring to them? If you don't have this oil, or you don't drill it, how will it be? So on that moment, the radio who documents, who come out to hear, to see the performance, put it on the radio, they are continuing talking about it, people start calling it. The market women who listen to what I'm saying, they started asking questions about themselves. What is going on? Is it true what he's saying? That this is the percentage that the country is having going to have uh, on this oil. Mm-hmm. That we don't know the truth. See, So, this is part of what, for me, I feel is a privilege to live in some country. And when you have those privileges, how do you use it? And this also brings into the issue of like immigration that we are talking about, which is a big issue now. Yeah. Especially with this regime that we are so everybody traveled and everybody has one good one different reasons for leaving their home and also at the same time every country that you are going in have the right to make their rules and regulations for their country to protect their own country so debate is who is wrong who is right i think the idea was to dialogue to find that balance so that you make friends, see, make friends with your f- neighbor, country. Because no matter how it is, you may, one way or the other, need them for purpose of something one day. If you are not nice to them, you are going to get kicked in the butt when your time comes that you need that help. So it is how it is. We are living in the United States now. We, we may be speaking English, but look at how Spanish is. How many percentage of that Spanish, when you look at it, in this year we are, let's see in another five years. So this is how it is. And it happened before in Nigeria because people doesn't speak French. And this is French country beside you. French country beside you again. Instead of one You said Fresh country here, fresh country here. Fresh country up, fresh country down. Mm. You are speaking English in your own middle, but you don't learn how to speak French here, French here. So when you cross to this country and this country, what do you speak? How do you communicate? It's isolating, yeah. So that exactly, as an example of that in that time. <laughs> yeah. So a privilege of what I went through in my life, I think my child have that lucky, that privilege, but bless it now, And I always tell them that I walk distance to school. My daughter go to very close by school. I used to drop her before, but recently I stopped dropping her. I stopped picking it up. I said, Walk from school to home. Because we went to Nigeria. We, I, told it, I took a distance where I work, where I used to do this and this. I said, You said, Oh, daddy, I'm tired. I said, You are not tired. This is your age. I used to go from here to that place. And i have come back from school from there. You see, people carrying their water, going to fresh water and bring home. But You just open the tap. Shh, it's in your head. <laughs> I said, Take that opportunity and turn it to something good. There's a privilege. People have some that privilege. But how do we really use it? I have an NGO going here when I do things in projects in other places because I remember what is it in that station. It's just like sometimes, you know, when people say, okay, when politicians stand on the podium, we're going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. The truth is this. You can never solve people's problem or community problem or society problem without put yourself or walk in their own shoe. Be in that moment eat with them, see what they really need. Not to tell them that because you hear, oh, you think they need water. How are you sure that's exactly what is the problem in that place? So this is what I feel like. I love to create things which will create discussion. You mm-hmm. bring your idea, bring my idea, we contribute to this. Sometimes when I do workshops with people and I say, I don't want you to come here and teach you something. I want us to create something together. Bring your own contribution idea, bring your idea, bring your idea. Let's see how we can put all those ideas together so that when I'm no more in your community, whatever we create I'm in that public space, you will respect it, you will love it because your idea is part of it. Mm -hmm. It's not that they brought me from somewhere and I come into your community or your street or your city and I create sculptures or something like that and I leave it with you. You just walk by every day because it doesn't have importance to you. But if you evolve in it, if you contribute into it, you will love it. You will respect it. You will not allow anything to touch it. Mm-hmm. And it will make meaning to you every day. So for me, this is part of what I love doing. This is part of what drives me every day when I'm working.
0: So what are some of the discussions that you want to inspire with your, let's say, your upcoming Fusebox performance and maybe just mm-hmm. the future?
1: I think to tell you the fact for this fixed box, I think the idea was that the world is becoming very small. The intercommunication, intercultural uh, is expanding. We become very small. We are all one. Yeah. So even though Masquerade or Egumu, that I was really looking into, it comes from Nigeria. But in my own research, it has spread all over mostly part of the world. And at the same time, it is not only in there that he put on mask. Mask is being created in different forms for different things in many places. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, also, individual all of us, we may be like this, but we have masks oh, yeah. on our faces. So the same thing is politician, the way we live now. So this is the message behind this project I'm presenting. And at the food box festival, so the idea was just to to spread it out to let people understand that even though this is a culture from different places, here in our in, in the US in in October people celebrate Halloween. They will dress funny, they will put on different things, and it's still the link. And in Mexico, when you look at it, they also celebrate the Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. It's also the same thing. When you go to uh, Brazil, even though they are they are diasporas from Africa. There' are so many things that it has changes but they make it towards their own which they do carnival, which is huge every year mm-hmm. so so these are also things and also at the same time, I don't want to look at this it, at it only about the cultural of it, but also to look at the society that we are living now on how we have this face, but it's not the only face that we have. So this is the extension of what I'm trying to to look into this yeah. during this uh, uh, festival. And what about the rest of the year? Anything? I will tell you the rest of the years is very fill-up. After- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very, very fill-up. I have a show in London. I have to be in uh, Hamburg after this, after the present in May. And I have residencies. This is coming. I have two or three residencies which I have to go one month, two months and three or two weeks or so. And I have... Different group shows and solo shows, so it's really, really uh, a busy year at the same time. How do but you? But I'm I'm I thank God, not just I'm not complaining, no, it's what I work for, <laughs> no, it's what I'm adding for. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, do uh, you think it'll be your best year ever?
1: Mm. Uh, every year comes differently, every year comes with the challenges, every year comes with a different thing. I will not, I don't know if last year i would say, okay, last two years I says, Wow, this is great. Last year is, I say, whoa, wonderful! This is awesome, and this <laughs> year is last. Next year is, it's like the calendar is already yeah. in progress and already. So, so I would say is every year I am blessed, and they are really blessed. They are just uh-huh. wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, well,
0: how do you how do you want people to keep up with what you're doing?
1: <laughs> well, uh, to keep up with me is just that. We, there's nothing we can do as people without the supporting of people. People are who we are. They, for me, they are my cloth. I have a slogan or nickname that people call me, en me which is in Yoruba. It means that people, they are the cloth that protect me, that cover me. Without them, I'm nothing. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So they take me to this level. And I will say is that they should not leave me here. They should continue be behind me, be forward, be at the back, be at the side, and I will also do my best and continue mm-hmm. to be there and be contributing to this world that we are living.
0: nice. what is your website? Is that where you want My website people
1: to go? is atcura dot com okay Thank you cool.
0: well, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends and colleagues and consider giving it a review on iTunes. That could help others find it and motivate them to give it a try. At austinarttalk.com, you can visit each episode's webpage to find links related to the relevant and interesting people, places, and things mentioned by each guest. And thanks to those who have reached out with encouragement and positive feedback. I really appreciate it. All the best to you and take care.